0: Hi. Hey, guys. My name is Chanel Perillo, and I'm a casting director and producer based in Los Angeles. I've cast shows like Drag Race, FBoy Island, the Real Housewives franchise, a million-dollar listing, to name a few. I want to welcome you to Shut Up, Chanel, a podcast where I take you through my LGBTQIA plus journey, while each week I get to chat with the queer royalty that helped shape me. Buckle up, because I know you're going to want to tell me to shut up. Shut up, Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Chanel. Shut up, Shut up, Shut up, shut, shut up, shut up, Oh my God. Welcome to the stage. Welcome to the shut up Chanel Pod. She <laughs> is one of the oldest. Um no. okay i'm I'm leaving leaving. (laughs) (laughs) she's one of my oldest friends she's best known as being runner-up on the fifth season of rupaul's drag race and the winner of the second season of rupaul's drag race all-stars she's my family (laughs) welcome to the stage alaska
1: Hi. Oh, I have to say it. What a throwback. Hi. <laughs>
0: I mean, how does that feel to have um started a phenomenon?
1: Um, I stole a phenomenon. I stole it. Tell and me, that... tell me
0: where you stole it from.
1: Do you remember there was this drag race review like YouTube show called Throw in Shade? Yes. and it was these two queen okay you remember this it was mm-hmm. the two queens from the UK and Coco ferocia and Isis Mirage and they would sit there and they would like talk about like the episode of like season four we started watching in season four and they would like roll a blunt and like pass the blunt and like and and the their review show was longer than an episode of drag race like it was literally it was literally like 90 minutes long of them discussing it. Like, she was cute. Yeah, I thought her look was cute. It was very that. I mean, the doors they've opened for Drag Race. But they started every episode, or for Race Chaser, I mean. They they started every episode um, by saying hi, and they ended by saying bye. And so I wanted to do it as a shout out to them when I got on season five. So I just said it over and over again. And hoped they would use it and they did use it a lot
0: oh my god those are like those are the moments that like people don't know don't know i have one of those from dry grace like i used to go around set being like latrice and every time latrice would come out i'd be like latrice and then by like episode five rupaul said it on the on the main stage and i Lost my mind. <laughs>
1: she gets that. She knows what's gonna stick, and she just steals that and goes with it. i is, ba- is this background new?
0: Of yours (laughs) so this background is new those those of you listening since the beginning i um started out with no backdrop and then i was getting preparing for my delta work interview which i did last week and she was like do you have a backdrop she was like oh no this is what happened she saw that picture i posted on instagram upstairs at willem's studio with like the backdrop with all the drag queen uh t-shirts and she was Mm -hmm. like do you want one of my t-shirts for your backdrop and i was like sadly i don't have a backdrop that's willems i just used it to take some photos (laughs) and she was like girl there's shower curtains on amazon you can get real cheap and i was like i got stoned later that night and was looking at amazon shower curtains and this is a fucking amazon shower curtain
1: I love it I thought it was custom, darling uh, you
0: know what it's custom to me, but if you could see me like I was steam- I have to like steam it before every
1: of course before
0: every episode to make sure you know it looks good um but thank you for noticing you know I'm just trying to up trying to up my you know auntie every episode
1: wow it's you your your name is Chanel and you produce. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's from the Meet Chanel episode on Wild well Presents of the Marco Marco show. Is it? It is. <laughs> uh, World of
1: Wonder. I just I saying it because I love it. And it's true.
0: Oh yeah, World of Wonder did a like docu-style uh, reality show of us back in the day when we were st- first started doing the Marco Marco show and they did like a meet Chanel episode and I, there's this one scene where I'm sitting there and I'm like, my name's Chanel and I produce things <laughs> and Willem used it on the beat down. So that's probably where <laughs> you remember it starting. <laughs> well, I like to start up each episode with like how we met, like I want your, oh, <gasps> Okay, Alaska, for those of you just listening, is wearing a jiggly bitch uh, t-shirt. And I actually had on a t-shirt of yours before this started, but I get so hot and and rowdy during these episodes that I felt like I was just going to be sweating in it. So I'm just wearing a pink bra for you today.
1: I love that. That's how you get the viewership, honey. I'm like, i like, I, I look.
0: I want like, you know, I want cis hetero guys to still watch this occasionally, you know, they
1: don't give a fuck about drag, but they'll be tuning in <laughs>
0: <laughs> to see my titties. All right. So it was 2 I'm thinking it was around 2011. Cause that's when season three. I I did. I did some like research season three aired in 2011. So I'm guessing that's around the time you and I like officially met. But I want to know like your story. I don't really remember. I have like what I think is how we met, but I want you to tell me your interpretation.
1: Well, I mean, met in in person or met like on the phone. I immediately go to, you came to visit Pittsburgh and it was after you had shot the season with Sharon on season four and you were not, particularly allowed to be like going out of town to hang out with contestants that you'd work with but you were you have become friends with Sharon so you were like I want to come to Pittsburgh I want to check it out and so you came and stayed with us and you were like oh this is what Pittsburgh is maybe I don't need to see this (laughs) that's how I remember it
0: okay well let's just talk about the Pittsburgh story because it was bound to you know it was bound to come out. So, and then I'll go back to like how, like how I officially, wait, cause we had talked on the phone. Is that what you're saying before I came to Pittsburgh?
1: Well, you were the TV people. Cause we were auditioning and it was for season four and we were so close. Like right. we had never been this back and forth with the producers. And so every few days we would get a phone call from a 323 number and we'd be like TV people. TV people are calling, (laughs) and a lot of the times it was you, and I mean you and Sharon would just gab for hours, and then I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, cool. I'm going to be on too, right? Though, yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh my god, that (laughs) I mean I I remember
0: it, and I totally like was trying to reminisce, and I totally like even forgot about that, like. Um, before we go into Pittsburgh story, so yeah, I had started casting drag race. I had like gone from a PA on the show to like this talent wrangler. To then I was I had done one casting gig and I was like, Hey, I cast now. <laughs> like, will you hire me? And they were like, sure, you could be on the casting team. So I got like joined on the casting team, and it was like very mom and pop at the time. It was like us in an office. You know, in an office at WOW.
1: The Hollywood dream is like starting as a PA and then like quickly advancing. Anyway, go on. That's like so wild.
0: It really is so wild. And like on a show that I like didn't like I just got the PA job was crazy in itself because I was like about to move home cause I've said this 12 times on the podcast and people are going to be so sick of me saying that we were in a recession and I was going to move home, but I was. And
1: oh, that recession sucked.
0: It was like bad 2006 it was so recession.
1: Stupid.
0: It was so stupid. And oh. I had just graduated from college. I had no job. I was like, I'm going to move home. Like, this is bullshit. And then I went to this dinner and some girls like we need PAs on this drag show. And I was like, I'll do it. But like, but that's what I loved about working in TV like those thinking about even starting is like that's what's the beauty of it is like you can start out as a PA and work your way up because being a PA is like the most brilliant position to start in cuz you get to see like every department and yeah. without the pressure of the job title you know what I mean so it's like you kind of get a feel of what you want to do anyway like started casting and I remember your tape cuz I re- you had you had submitted since season 1 right
1: oh yes mm-hmm. yeah
0: alaska submitted since season one and i remember it was like back in the day when the show was first getting started and so it was like there was this weariness of like taking chances on queens that like they did that weren't so i don't know if the word is like cookie cutter but like you were kind of like a rebel queen at the time you were like a t-shack queen you did a lot of like avant-garde i guess is like a good word like avant-garde performance like what's the word what's the word like they were like dirty like you were like a like that dirty drag that i that i fell in love with
1: yeah it was rupaul calls it gender f word but to me i was like i was a gender bending i was a woman i was just like a fucking it, it was like yeah it was unhinged and and i understand i mean i would probably be hesitant at casting an unhinged artist on a show about drag as well
0: yeah but like (laughs) i remember there was this one video where i think you like maybe like like peed on someone
1: uh is that right is that you got peed on yeah i don't did i use that in my audition tape ever
0: I just think it was one of those things where it was like, like you could type in Alaska and there would be like five videos on YouTube, and I think like one of those five videos was the, was the, uh, I wanna piss on you. Did Dave Chappelle used to <laughs> make fun of Art <laughs> Kelly <laughs> that song?
1: It was very that yeah that and that's what I was known for in LA because I mm-hmm. like actually did that. I was mm-hmm. like I'm not. I'm not fucking around. Heck, Lena asked me to be part of Tranny Shack LA. Mm -hmm. I'm not fucking around. I'm going to fucking do it. Mm -hmm. And so I got my two friends to wear pig masks and I just had them chugging water and beer backstage. And they were like ready to burst by the time we got on stage. And they just fucking went for it. It was great.
0: I love it. And the last, the when I was on the detox episode, we talked a lot about T-Shack and like how, how, how important it was during the time it was and how like, there's nothing like that since.
1: No, it, and it was a special time. I mean, it also existed. Everything has to do with like where technology is and like it wasn't all like everything is on a c- camera phone at all times mm-hmm. it existed before that but kind of the internet existed so it was like this very special you know time
0: oh well let's go back to 2011 so yeah so i had seen your drag race tape i was a huge fan from day one of you i had heard so many like i like queens loved you like you were known in la because you lived here at a certain period of your life and then you left for love to Pittsburgh right so like what did did. how did that so what was that how did that come about so like you were working in LA you met Sharon you fell in love and then you moved to Pittsburgh
1: yeah I mean pretty much I was working uh, in LA and I sort of had hit a wall a little bit like I was Mm -hmm. I was doing drag here and there. I was like working at Circus of Books, but I hated it. And I went to Burning Man (laughs) and expanded my mind. And in doing so, I ended up getting fired from Circus of Books. So I had no job and I was like on unemployment and I was just like living on like pennies a day. And I, I like, I couldn't, you know, I didn't really have many drag opportunities. And I was like, this fucking sucks. And I ended up meeting Sharon because I went home to Pennsylvania for Christmas and Veruca took me under her wing at the Blue Moon and like let me do shows there. And I was like, this is like what drag should feel like. Mm -hmm. It felt super creative and super like community and super family. And Mm -hmm. it was like the same sort of bar every weekend and the same people would show up every weekend. And we were working with the same core group of girls. And I was like, this is bomb, dude. This Mm -hmm. is amazing. And then it was like, oh, like this, you know, this wacko person (laughs) and I have kind of connected. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm I'm done with LA. I want to go check out... Pittsburgh so I did I just like packed up my shit and went
0: oh my god I, yeah. I I and I didn't know like I didn't know one that you were a burner by the way
1: a <laughs> little bit not so much anymore. Bernie, Bernie Man is for young people. I think I'm too like, or maybe I'm just a cunt. I don't know.
0: Oh no, I could never do it now. Like that's an early twenties thing for me. Like I, I, I don't even like a hotel room without a bathtub now. <laughs> 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 like it feels like roughing it. If I
1: could bring my own toilet system, mm-hmm, which is like Diplo, you know, I would go level. with Diplo
0: and 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 Chris Rock, you know
1: if i had my own toilet system i would be like let's fucking go but it is the Porta johns and i poop a lot i'm like a like a snake like i eat food and it just goes right out of me like a Mm -hmm. you know like a snake Mm -hmm. so like i spend a lot of time there and the porta the porta janes are not appropriate they're not for human use
0: All right, so it was 2011, okay? It was 2011, Drag Race had I'd finished season three. I was like, you know, in with the Raja of WeHo, that vibe. Sure. Mm-hmm. Did, got to cast season four. Was very sad that you didn't make it on, to be honest. I remember I was, I was like, why wouldn't we put a couple <laughs> on Drag Race? Like, that's brilliant, you know?
1: It was so the right choice, though, that but, that, yeah. that, that didn't happen it It was, was so the fucking right choice but i was pissed
0: a lot of people don't know that either like alaska like pretended like she was jokingly pissed but she was really pissed
1: oh i was pissed when they called me and told me i was like i'm never auditioning for your fucking show again fuck you and like hung up on them And then Sharon leaves for Drag Race. And then they contact me to do a cute little video for Untucked like two days later. I'm like, are you fucking joking me? Are you going to pay me? Like what's tea? Oh, I was so livid.
0: And then Sharon did so good. And I was watching this like monster be created. Like just knowing that she was going to go home to you. And like, it was going to be, it was going to be even worse. But the whole time. (laughs) Like it was like, like I was like, Alaska's not even ready for all of this, you know? Cause like No, no,
1: I wasn't. Sharon
0: already was a confident person, and then you, you know, you crown a confident person and it's like, whoa Yeah. (laughs) Did Sharon season really did fall in love with her? I had never I had like had this like exposure to like I had had this exposure to like raven drag you know like the epitome of drag then i was exposed to like and manila you know like drag
1: drag yeah
0: drag and then i met like roger who was this like rock and roll like friends with famous people like that kind of like that kind of drag like made all of her own shit. like the first queen i ever met that like really was like like a manifestation of like all the things that they created and then, you know, and then there was like Detox, this like scary as fuck, like model, like <laughs> terrifying, you know, and then I met Sharon and Sharon was this like, like, I felt like I was in a John Waters movie. Like, to be honest with you, that was part of like my reasoning for wanting to go to Pittsburgh I, it was like, I was like, this is this like John Waters drag that like I had never, kind of been a part of and that was like my motivation for going to pittsburgh and a lot of people i never i've never even told a lot of people this story because i was always like so scared i was gonna lose my job and well
1: you were like take pictures we can't post any pictures together because they're not supposed to know i'm here
0: no pictures i remember like we went and everything we did was like on the dl but then there was this one night you wanted to like take me out and I was like, you guys have to, like, full-on transform me. And you guys gave me this, like, crazy drag makeover. And, like, I have pictures I have to find. And, like, we thought that, like, no one would know who I was if I was in drag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is fucking hilarious.
1: Drag does not conceal who you are. It really just amplifies who you are. You were um, not in disguise. Uh-oh.
0: Were you? Did we do
1: you in grayscale, it like was- detox?
0: was full grayscale, which was before Detox's season because we're talking yeah. about season four. So Sharon really was a trend. You two both were quite the trendsetters.
1: So you invented Detox's grayscale <laughs> look. You need to tell her this for the rest of her life. I did it first.
0: I did it first, Detox. You're <laughs> hearing it now on Shut Up Chanel, everyone. <laughs> I invented grayscale. Um, <laughs> you did. I can't wait to send her a clip of this part of the episode. (laughs) So, yeah, I went to Pittsburgh, and it wasn't all I, like, I had had this image, like, me flying in, and, and, like, you guys picking me up in a hearse, and. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, eventually, I actually went to Pittsburgh twice, and the second time, you guys did pick me up in a hearse. But the first time, no. And you guys, like, had just, like, Sharon had just got off Drag Race, and, like, you hadn't been on yet and so like you were struggling artists like that's a good way to like describe it right
1: we were poor, you were poor. and and pittsburgh poor that's not like <clears throat> like living in pittsburgh like our rent was like it was like $500 <laughs> to like live in a two story house
0: you had a house
1: yeah yeah we rented a house uh, with, with a basement and like two floors and everything and it, yeah, it, but it was still a struggle for us to like keep the lights on, you know.
0: No, completely. <laughs> I, I mean, and the heat because okay, so Sharon oh, had been like, we,
1: fucking hell,
0: Alaska and I have this house. There's a basement. There's an attic. There's like a guest room for you. So in my head, I'm like, oh my god, they got this like big house in Pittsburgh. Like I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna have my own room. Like, it's going to be great. And I remember not telling anyone I went. Like, I told my mom. And my mom, thought, my mom thought it was pretty weird. But you guys took me up, and Sharon's like, so our heater's not working right now, but we have tons of blankets Ugh. for you. Like, it's going to be fine. And I arrived at the house, and it was <laughs> so cold. You're sitting in the living room in a fur coat smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I remember you guys said like, told me that your friend Randy up the street had heat so we could like go hang out there, which I end- we ended up hanging out there most of the time. Yeah. But it was so special. And like, you, I got to go to the Blue Moon, which Sharon like never shut up about on Dry Grace and-, mm-hmm. and got to meet your house, which was like so special, like Potato. And what was that yeah. crazy bitch's name that used to, what was her name? Bur- Ver- no, Veruca was Veruca. the one that was... No, Veruca was the one that, like, there was issues with. I
1: remember. Well, yeah.
0: But then there was the other one. She was plus size at the time and had, Amy like-
1: Vodka House.
0: Amy Vodka House. This <laughs> shout-out is for you, because Amy Vodka House was the sweetest ever. <laughs> Veruca was sickening. Veruca reminded me of, like, a New York City queen. Like, very that. There was Lola LaCroix... Oh, totally. which had li- ...who had literally, like, just been born... Mm -hmm. which has been so nice to watch her career kind of grow and you kind of bring her along the ride with you.
1: Totally. No, yeah. But it was wild.
0: It was fucking wild. (laughs) And it really was the John Waters, like, dream I kind of imagined, minus being freezing cold. But, like, we went to graveyards and, like... (laughs) It was Halloween, too. Like, in my little girl head, like, this was my thought. It was, like, 25. I had just, like, fallen in love with this, like, punk rock. Like, Sharon was so punk rock, and I had never... That's what I was getting to. Like, I had never met a queen that, like, didn't care if they wore dirty drag and, like was into like, like it was so punk rock and I was like such a punk rock girl like, in high school that like I don't know it was like I felt like I was hanging out with Jim Morrison it was kind totally, of
1: like yeah. the
0: vibe you know what I mean oh happy Halloween
1: you told me it was the Halloween episode you were like why didn't you wear a smoky eye or something I'm like I'm not I'm not gonna do that but I do have these
0: I know that was my passive agree of, of asking you to get in drag, but it's okay. I, I, I went into this, <laughs> I went into this series knowing that I want, I told myself one, don't worry about what you look like. Like it's about, you know, the content or whatever. Cause I overthink things. And that was like one of the main things holding me back from doing podcasts was like, I don't want to get ready every week. You know what I mean? But Yeah. But I think I need it now. I need an excuse to wash my hair. So I washed my yeah. hair for you today. Mm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: So went to Pittsburgh. I fell in love with you. I, I knew you. I like in my deep soul, like it was like, I knew you were going to get on Drag Race. And it was so hard for you to like to tell you that because like you really like, I think you were down for a minute being like, no, I'm never going to get on. What was oh, it like? It was,
1: it was hard because I still was like working random jobs Mm -hmm. and Sharon had just filmed drag race and was like probably gonna win and like it went really great and you were visiting and you you guys were having so much fun and I was like I have to wake up at six in the morning to go ride my bike downtown to bus tables and I was like I was like pissed. I was like annoyed. I remember one night you guys were up so late just being so loud. And I was like, "You guys, I haven't been on TV. So I have to go to work." I was oh, so mad.
0: Oh my god, you were so mad. But well, look at look at us now. Look at us yeah, fucking now, it you all know. Worked
1: out. We've
0: been so we've been friends for so long that I know your government name.
1: <laughs> Aww. <laughs>
0: i really feel like that's how i know the ogs from like the new girls is like now i just learned their drag name but back in the day it was like i had to know your government names because we were doing so much travel shit and like that's
1: closeness yeah that's
0: really closeness i sent you this video last night and i don't know if you watched it but i found this, i like, did i, I watched wa- both i watched this old video of us at the new Now next awards and that was what that was right after you weren't on Drag Race, like when was that? Because I was confused by the video, because I didn't see Sharon in it. I saw you in it, and it was like old school girls, like Alyssa Edwards, Coco Montrese was in it, um, Manila Luzon, Raja. There's like a video of like Jinx and Raja dancing, like it's very iconic footage that I have to share with the masses. <laughs>
1: I'm in La Luzanne.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what are, we, what are we doing, you guys?
1: Fucking our faces up to go on stage in yeah. front of America. That's what we're doing. Basically, I'll do anything for money, like by going on TV Bye, me! Uh, VIP, you darling, can VIP.
0: Can
1: we put one
0: on? now next production, We're backstage, honey. Chanel ate all the meat platter. I, uh, yeah. I love you I love Are you having fun? What up. are you doing right now? <laughs> um, we are backstage You now next door. We're about to go on the our zombie Hi. number. Hi. Hi! Are you taking... Yeah, I'm making video. Us back like a video. Everyone's looking like this. Well, I said that this is a zombie. They'll look prettier in a little bit. I got some pics on the red
1: carpet. Rob's is drinking. <laughs> She's <laughs> drinking, <laughs> I'm drinking. I'm is drinking. Alyssa's posing. Living.
0: Reading. Vivian looking sick, Nick. I am I not eating. I'll tell you what Alyssa's doing,
1: Alyssa's <laughs> doing. <after laughs> look, 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 always, eat. always, always eating.
0: Yeah, people say I don't eat, so I fucking so
1: eat all so the all time. What are you eating?
0: Not eating? Not not a not a problem. Problem. You should never eat your
1: ice I'm Try Now I have braces on. Wait, let me tell you
0: something. No. There's only one girl that's always ready. That is my Chanel bagel. Let me fucking tell you. That bitch
1: is always ready. Let's so y'all okay. now. We are the on, yeah. on the go. Do on the re- Girl don't pull that hockey pokey on me girl. <laughs> don't pull that hockey pokey
0: on me <inaudible> girl. <inaudible> <inaudible>
1: and
0: the next. Don't get (laughs) it. Always and forever. Always and forever. Do you know when that was, why you were there? Because you were dressed as Sharon in the video, which I thought was funny.
1: Yes, I had been on Drag Race because it was, it was the cast of season five of Drag Race was there dressed as zombies for some fucking reason that I I can't, I don't remember and don't understand. But Alyssa Edwards, Vivian Pinay, Serena Chacha yes, are yes. all there dressed like zombies. Like I was watching this. I was like, what is, what's happening here? Raja's doing her makeup and Alyssa's skirt is getting in her face. And Raja's like, Alyssa, you need to, need to get that fucking skirt out of my face right now. Or I'm going to punch you in the face. And I wasn't dressed like a zombie. I was dressed like Sharon and Jinx was dressed in just like normal pretty Jinx drag. So I think we, from what I remember, it was like me and Jinx and like RuPaul were like guests at the New Now Next Awards. I remember that aspect of it and I couldn't see, I was wearing my glasses (laughs) to see. And I don't know why everyone was dressed like a zombie. I don't remember anything else.
0: Yeah, I think. But it was I was made, like, I think because it was an award show, they probably had like a sketch where they all had to be zombies for something. But like, right. what a, what a little time capsule that that video was. I sent so it to my strange. editor, and he's like, not you being like the Drag Race historian, like having this like footage, but. um that was the day that i learned that queens could get away with murder and i think like that started early on like just being in the nightclubs like knowing that like a queen could cut the front of the line and you could walk in with them like there's all these like things that come with being a queen but like that day like i remember like like they didn't even ask me to work that event like i just showed up and was like i'm here to work for the queens and like (laughs) Like,
1: they were like, go on in.
0: And they were like, go on. Like Manila snuck me a press, like a a work pass. And I just like went there to work for free for you guys because I think I was like just that addicted to it at that point. But yeah, what a <laughs> special <laughs> little video. So that, so you were really low at a time. When did you find out that you were getting on Drag Race and how, what was that like?
1: Honestly, it was all, so su- it was all such a blur. That whole time in my life. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't remember.
0: Like you blacked out.
1: I don't remember getting the the exact moment. Like you would think that that would be such a transformative moment, but I was so swept up in the Sharon of it all. And like Mm -hmm. her life had changed so much and she was riding this wave and I was along with her on that like i was traveling places i'd never been in the world i was going on i shot my audition tape on a cruise ship because we (laughs) went on an alan chuck cruise so i was like editing and like trying to upload my audition tape on a cruise boat with shit wi-fi and and i just i don't like i don't even remember actually finding out that it was time but it was just like okay like i have to go do this thing now
0: mm-hmm and I have video of that I was on that drag race cruise that was a full moment in time too like I bring it up on every episode but those Alan Chuck drag cruises were <laughs> something else so, and the fact they got like me and Michelle like Michelle Visage was on them is wild to me
1: yeah <laughs> she used to do the gigs with the girls I Let have a really let's not fun- forget
0: I have a really fun Drag Race Crew story that involves Michelle Visage, but I'm not going to tell it until I get it or her on the pod because ah! it's, oh, yes. so, it's so good. But I actually, I shared a room with her the second Alan Chuck.
1: You shared a room? This is, that's like the, that's the simulation is broken. Like that doesn't even make any sense. Like
0: Michelle let me share a room with her because Alan Chuck wouldn't pay <laughs> uh, wouldn't pay me to be there but they would pay for like i think i got them to pay for my flight like that's it oh
1: wow okay but
0: i just worked the whole week just for fun and probably michelle that's too so like that wild. was at the beginning of drag race and i was saying it was like like there were fan like there were tons of fans but it was like it wasn't mainstream yet it was like it was like right it was different it was a different time and like i remember michelle and i being like some of the only women on the boat like at the time like it was very (laughs) yeah i can't believe we shared a room Um, And i know i I remember the discotheca we would like go to the discotheque every night on the drag race cruise and dance our asses off and there was (laughs) there was this one cruise where i was like all i want to do is dance to Oski Ski Motherfucker on the dance floor with Latrice Royale. Like it was like my goal of the whole cruise. And And did it happen? Oh fuck yeah, it happened.
1: Oh good. I know, I know. Dreams do come true. Dreams
0: fucking do come true. So, you know, your season I think was the last season I actually worked on Drag Race. So she made it another year after. Um, And that, cause you were on the season with Detox. Yeah. And that was like, that was the real nail in the coffin for me because it got to the point where it was like, I started to know everyone that was on the show. And it was so hard that like, I would like, and I, 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 I was like very ethical. Like I wouldn't even, I didn't even go close to the workroom anymore. Like they kept you me were in a little office far hidden. away.
1: The hidden. whole time on season five, I never saw you. You were like, you would keep yourself at such a distance.
0: Mm-hmm. and occasionally like i would hear that the pa was taking you guys out for cigarette breaks so then i would go out <laughs> for a cigarette break but i'd stand you like help yourself I, I couldn't help myself i'd stand really far away so yes it was i like, remember that and we i would just like look at you guys like like look up and like Cause I was so excited for you and detox because I knew how bad the two of you wanted to be on so bad. And I remember pushing detox to make a tape, like pushing. Mm-hmm. And I remember pushing you because after Sharon, you were like, oh, like, should I? And I'm like, yes, bitch, this was your dream. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I was just so excited when you and detox got on and like, what a fucking great season that was. Um, was it everything you wanted it to be? Like, was it everything you had imagined in your head when you finally got there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just glad I got to stay the whole time because I was like, there's no way I'm going to win because why would the show have two winners from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, back to back? Back to back. That's that's impossible. That's not going to happen. So in in a lot of ways, that was like a blessing because I was like, I'm just going to have fun. I know I'm not going to win. I just want to play. Mm -hmm. and so i i'm so glad i got to stay the whole time and just like do everything that there was to do
0: and then you got to come back and that was kind of the start of like that was kind of the start of like if you didn't win like you can you know you'll get another shot you know i just think it was like such an early like we were we were all so young it was such a like moment in time and that was like a huge part of my journey was meeting you and sharon and it impacted me a lot so much that I came back. To, I came back to Pittsburgh again, because ne- then you guys had money. So here's the thing: I wanted a redo. My first time going to Pittsburgh, they were poor. They lived in this apartment that literally, I remember there was like cigarettes in the carpet, like like cigarette burns. Sure. In the it yeah. was dirty, fucking drag. But I loved it. Yeah. Like and I loved it at that moment in my life. Could I? Do that now at this stage of my life? Not as fucking no. chance. No, not a fucking chance. But at that, like I said, it was like I felt like I was in my like John Waters. You know, I just Sharon made me watch Pink Flamingo, and I was like traumatized. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I was like, it was very much that period of my life, learning about divine, learning, learning about that that side of drag. That's when I got exposed to Heclina and peaches. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was visiting you guys in San Francisco a lot cause you guys, you know, it was like theater drag. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. it was this new, new, you know, layer to the community that I had. Visiting you guys in San Francisco was so fun. I remember I went for when you guys were in the craft and that was so fun.
1: Oh, Word
0: We also like, we've just like gone on to do so many things together and that's what kind of boggles my mind is like, it started out as this like, little friendship and now we like full on our adults that work together we did Wigstock. we did wig stock together which was crazy mm-hmm. that was an iconic moment and then what was your first marco marco show
1: i think it was the one that was it was downtown and a um, night in
0: the red light
1: and raja threw a fit
0: yes
1: <laughs> that's all i remember <laughs>
0: I know I didn't even bring this up, but tell the fans, like what, what do you mean by Raja had a fit?
1: I don't know. I mean, the day of the Marco Marco fashion show is so chaotic and stressful and there's just people everywhere and clothes and like things and like everyone is rushing around doing a thousand things. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like there and I was like doing a song as well as walking in a show so or or maybe all I was doing was doing a song but I was wearing clothes that were in the show. Something like that. I don't know. It was
0: it. like it was like a yeah, it was like a you did a walk and then it like became this performance.
1: Yes, and I had like dancers. So I was like doing that and then I like got in drag and I was doing the thing and as I was like and it was like you had no space to do anything so I was just like using a mirror and like getting in drag as best I could. Mhm. And then over here in the other part of the room, Raja is livid. She's freak. She's freaking out. She's she's pissed about something. I think she didn't like her clothes, or she things weren't weren't fitting right, or like it wasn't the garment that she was expecting.
0: Her outfit wasn't ready yet, and like she just kept being like, <laughs> "Where the fuck is my?" Ass? <laughs> And I remember you were right by her because you kept looking at me like, because at one moment she's like started packing up her stuff and we were like, Oh,
1: she was pissed.
0: She was pissed. And I, I remember like it. Ashton Michael had to come in and like help me. And like we, she was having such a panic attack that we pulled her into a closet so that like <laughs> she was alone.
1: Aww. See, she, I love that. I it's love drag so good. Cool That That throw fit. Like that's how they're supposed to be.
0: Exactly. Okay. So I don't
1: really. I I don't get down with this standard of, (laughs) oh, let's just all be professionals. Like we're no drag queens are supposed to be unhinged
0: monsters.
1: Monsters. Yes, at least a little bit.
0: A little and go up
1: on time, but be crazy.
0: I had this talk with some like younger queens the other day, and I was like, I love monsters like that's why i got into the business that's why i love drag queens like i love because i'm a little i'm a little bit of a monster so it's like it's like drag queens are me times like 20 and so it's Mm -hmm. like it i love to be around someone that i know is like like more of a monster than i am (laughs) oh my god me too Uh... It's like movies. What it's sign like, are you? I'm a Leo, but I'm oh, okay. a I'm a Virgo moon, <laughs> Cancer rising. Okay. Or I don't know what I don't, I don't know, know what that has to that do with means. Loving Monsters, but Right. But I love it. I love a tantrum. Like like that's why I loved being on set because you'd get to work with all these celebrities and like you'd get to see them be like unhinged. Like Yeah. Like unhinged. I remember yeah. this one I'm not going to say her name but she's a fucking icon. Was on Dry Grace and
1: Julia I, Lewis.
0: Oh, no, but I did work I, oh, okay. I took care I took her hair care of her one day and she was everything I wanted her to be and more. Yeah. Like like everything. But she was like an old soap actress. I'll just say that. And who's okay. like her who's an actress who's an actress now? And I was in charge of carrying her ballet flats around all day. Like, they were these Chanel ballet flats that she liked to change into when she was getting off of, like, the main stage. She would put on her ballet flats. And so, like, she'd be like, can you have these, like, ready for me as soon as they call cut? And I'm like, you got it, girl. So I was, like, carrying around these Chanel ballet flats all day. And then they call (sighs) cut, and I hand her the shoes, and she goes, wait, where's my lucky penny? And I'm like... You're lucky, oh, no. you're lucky penny what do you mean and she goes i keep i keep a lucky penny in the left chanel flat for good luck like i've had the penny for like 30 years or like she said something crazy
1: <laughs>
0: i was like you didn't want to tell me that before giving me the chanel you're just
1: like, like running flat. around with them
0: so i you know you're on like pa systems with like everyone and and i'm like you guys i'm missing a lucky penny from the talent shoe like if anyone finds it well then the pa like all oh, the tech guys started fucking with me and everyone was bringing me like random pennies and i'm like <gasps> i'm like no like this woman is going to know the year on the penny she's like, like she's gonna know like she's like it's probably like her birth year or something you know and so i i i I was scared to like keep bringing her pennies, but I, I brought her one penny and she was like, no, that's not the penny. And I was like, see, guys, she knows what fucking year. And then finally, this PA was like, I found this penny. Like, maybe this is the one. And I like brought it up to her and it was her penny. And then she was in the best mood ever. Oh my
1: God. But it was God. just shit. Like, but I
0: loved it. And I tell that story since Joan Van day. Ark. Close, okay. but not. I'm going to figure right.
1: out who the fuck this was.
0: You're going to figure it out. I'm going to tell you when we're off of here. She's just like, she, she's like in her, um, like second act. So I, you know, until I have her on the pod, do I ever want to bring it up?
1: Uh, and th- That's the thing that people listening should understand though, that it's not like, oh, like celebrities or like whatever are just like bad people. It's just that sometime like, no, all the time bad behavior is rewarded and often you don't get treated how you should be treated and treated fairly unless you fucking throw a fit and really like make people uncomfortable and do do what needs to be done Mm -hmm. so that's actually what a lot of the like crazy behavior is about i think
0: and i was actually gonna bring this up that i like had this epiphany the other day and i'm like how is it that like people, you know where I got it from? I watched the supermodel doc on Apple TV. Have you seen mm, it? yet?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yes, I've seen. I love it.
0: I'm on my second time watching it. Raj just told me that she's watched it five times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to rewatch it now. I was, I'm considering it already, <laughs> but now I'm it. definitely going to.
0: Yeah, I watched it and then I put it on at Marco's studio the other day, and everyone was like, "What the hell is this doc? It's so good." But I loved that, it's like it was so good all through their perspective it's like their voices and what i got yeah. out of it is like no like they were never monsters they were like demanding respect like yeah they all they were ever doing and yes they're like yeah i was 24 like i was a little bit of a monster like you know like yeah it, it comes with age but i think it also comes with just like knowing what you deserve and a respect level and like
1: absolutely
0: demanding like things that you know that like that shouldn't be hard to get yeah you know what I mean? Like a
1: lucky penny, you know that's true. This shouldn't be hard.
0: You know, I, I you know I always checked everyone's shoes after that. I was like, I'm not losing <laughs> any more pennies. Yeah, like crazies. I loved that was my favorite part about Drag Race was honestly like this the, when I got to do the guest judges because it was so cool like to like meet these people that like I had. I mean, I got to meet Vicky fucking Lawrence, and I watched Mama's Girl. House every day before school like that was i had a tv in my room and i was always late for school because i'd be like mom i have to finish this episode of mama's family <laughs> but getting to meet her like that was such a moment you know those were like the really cool moments and like i didn't even get like i didn't even realize that i was meeting these like icons because i was like learning drag at the same time i was learning like right. gay history and so it was like it was all too much for me in the best way I was there for your second crowning though, and I specifically remember it. We were downtown at Precinct. Precinct. And oh, I gotta no. sit with you for your crowning, which was like a great moment for me because I felt like I had been with you through those like defining moments, like where Sharon got won and you had to like, you know, be the partner of a, a drag race winner when it was something you always wanted, you know? And then you got you went on your second time. I mean, you went on your second time and and one which was like such a a moment so weird do you remember that like is that I still blackout what how did that feel
1: i don't know i mean it i, I someone said to me once when i was younger it's like y- if you have like a, a like a really specific like dream in mind or something you want to like manifest and like or like a dream that you want to come true like often if it happens, it isn't going to feel like you think it's going to feel like the thing can happen, but the feeling is never what you expect. It always feels different. So, like winning dark, no, it was just, it was just it was a really like difficult. That was a difficult time in my life. Was that that time because I it I had felt like so I had felt like. The Drag Race fans are my are my family. Like they are like we love each other. We're like we're like this. And then it was like over the course of All Stars airing, I was like, oh wait, we're not at all. And like just like that, if the show says that you're a piece of shit or a dog or like a cunt, then the all (laughs) the entire internet says it too Mm -hmm. and it was just like the it was like my whole world was like just shattered so i was like i don't know what this is let's just like let's just like get it over with (laughs) they didn't throw they didn't throw us a crowning event so like i i threw that party myself Mm -hmm. Mm because i was like i want to have the feeling of like getting crowned on drag race Like otherwise, I would have just been like sitting at home watching it. I don't know. It's 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 well, and you
0: had been through the other crownings. I mean, I remember those back in the day. Those New York, those New York moments. I have videos and pictures of us back in those moments too. Like those were like early days when we would all be at like the Out Hotel. Yeah.
1: The. uh, the we were... XY or the...
0: Yeah, and I remember like Brandon Voss was throwing the party, which is so crazy to watch how his career is completely, you know? Like, yeah. I remember when he was throwing the crowning parties and now he's got a full fucking fledged
1: company. Yeah.
0: Crazy, yeah.
1: It was just such an energy about it. And and that energy isn't what I was experiencing when I won no. Drag
0: Race. You were down but it. Down. opened
1: It opened a lot of doors and it still Mm -hmm. is continuing to do so. And so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that. It's just like, sometimes when you're, when your dreams come true, they don't feel like you think they're going to.
0: That's like something great for the listeners to, to take it, you know? And I think that's just life in general is like, we create these expectations in our head. Yeah for everything, relationships, getting a job, winning something, like fame. I think you do, like you have these images of like what fame's gonna be as a little kid. And it's like, when it's not that you're like, so what's next, you know? I think that's why people probably do get depressed at a certain level of stardom. Yeah. Because it's not what you expected.
1: Yeah. And I think at a certain point you have to, I mean, you can either be like disillusioned or or jaded or whatever, or you can sort of turn it around and be like, well, I have this thing and I can like use it to help other people or like share it with other people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's exactly what RuPaul has done. And she said she did that in her book. She was like, all my dreams came true and now I'm like doing this show to sort of, spray it out and share it with other people like all of all these young drag queens now can like have a chance of having their dreams come true
0: i love that and i do think there is i think you get to a certain point in your career where like you start looking at the younger generation yeah for so much of my career i had to climb and climb and prove myself and I always felt like I was proving myself. And the trauma of being let go from Drag Race did propel me in different areas of my life. And I'm like grateful for it because I think I wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast with you right now if I was still on Drag Race, you know? I'd probably be in some like cubicle, like looking for sound bites for, you know, for queens. And I might even like end up hating drag by now. But like, I think I i think um everything happens for a reason but wait oh what i was gonna what i was trying to say was that now i'm at this point where like i am respected as a casting director like i am getting like i am being respected in an industry and i'm like well what do i do now like i've done it i'm a casting director like i did what i wanted to do i'm getting my own shows or being a part of like huge shows that i really want to be a part of Like I was like, what do I do now? And that, you know, and there was always like side projects that I would do, like passion projects. The Marco Marco Show is one of them, like something that means so much to me. And I feel like that has been how I get to still work with the girls um, and my best friend and like get to create art and all this like fun stuff. So like, but at the end of the day, like that, you know, like, again, that wasn't like, it's not necessarily like for, it is for me, but I don't know. I just felt like there was always something missing. And so I think like the podcast is like a way for me to do something else. I'm also like a big thing. I'm like at that age where I'm like, what's my legacy going to be like kind of vibe, (laughs) Yeah. you know? And so I'm like, what, what can I do? What can I do to like reach more people? And then I had this young drag daughter JCO Day who's 19, who's been watching me on her phone since she was like, could have a phone in her hand. And that was like a huge moment for like this like cis woman, cis girl, she's 19, like cis girl to to have like looked up to me. And like, she was the one that was like, girl, do the podcast. And so like, it's weird. It's like, sometimes like you needed the younger kids to show you like what you've done or I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting at.
1: Totally. But I'm
0: getting at something. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Because that, because you can't, I mean, you can't sit, you and anyone in general can't sit around and think about what, what is my legacy? Because you just by like living your life is creating a legacy because you, I mean, I know how many people's lives you've touched just by, just by being you. And that's, that's what your legacy is. But I'm so glad you're doing this podcast because it really does distill sort of all of the friendships that you've like built and participated in like (laughs) throughout this whole crazy period in time. So I'm really glad you're doing it too.
0: (laughs) Oh, I wrote down some other memories that I just like wanna go through. You, are, I mean, I didn't know what Kai Kai was before you and Sharon. So that, I mean, that taught me two drag queens hooking up. Uh, okay, trip to Pittsburgh. Under trip to Pittsburgh, I, wrote. I, I felt like I was in a John Waters movie, The Bathhouse. Okay, Alaska took me to my first bathhouse, which was like it's crazy when people tell me this. And look, you don't even fucking remember. So it was Halloween.
1: It was and, a party, but
0: it was a bath. Like,
1: they, your,
0: your friend was in a room strapped up.
1: They do these parties in Pittsburgh. Look, I brought I brought um, masks because it's Halloween.
0: Oh, see, you're doing a little drag for me.
1: Isn't that fun? So there's this part. Oh, my God. I wore this at DragCon once so I wouldn't get recognized. And I just, like, walked around.
0: That's brilliant.
1: But, no, there's this party. And I think they still do them. They do this party at the bathhouse in pittsburgh but it's like becomes like a dance party club at night but it's still kind of like sexual like sexual things go on but yeah we were like sitting on the floor in a room with like a sling in it just like doing (laughs) out of your nails.
0: nails
1: i do remember that I do.
0: Oh, my God. For those listening, I have not done years, <laughs> but I used to. Yeah. But I used to love.
1: Yeah, that's stupid. I love. don't I don't do it anymore either because I'm afraid my heart will explode. And it's also just like socially like or like like humanitarian wise. Like, the thing, like, people die to get that little <laughs> fucking garbage shit to this country. So, like, th- like think about it a little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, think about it. Don't yeah. recommend it. Don't recommend it.
1: And we were also smoking. It's, I think, uh, like, Pittsburgh had a lot of places you could smoke inside, too.
0: Yeah, we smoked inside. We were sitting on the floor. Like, I remember me and you were, like, really cold. And, like, Sharon was running around being crazy. <laughs> and your one friend was in one of the sex rooms, like, getting... Fucked. Probably Veruca. Shout out Veruca.
1: Shout out to Veruca, completely, I love her.
0: Oh my God. But I really think that what I gained out of like, uh, like I, and that's like a good segue, is like we really got our shit together around like the same era, like we were in that era where like me and you were party fucking girls and crazy. But I feel like we kind of got our shit together around the same time. You really got your shit together. I remember, like, you were such a party girl. And now, like, I mean, you're a different person. Yeah. You've really grown.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, Michelle Visage is credited with a lot of that. Because it it was sort of like, well, you know, you have this opportunity called Drag Race that you've always wanted. So you can kind of just, like, get shit-faced and fucked up and just kind of half half ass your way through it or you can like actually do it and like enjoy it and make it something that can grow and like keep going
0: oh, i love that massage yeah. i mean she was like she was always the one that was telling me to get my shit together <laughs> like non-stop like it was such a mom but like i love her so fucking She's mother. she would be like you're still smoking sick like she judged me so hard for smoking cigarettes like hard (laughs) to where like even when day rue was like michelle like she's gonna quit when she wants to like it was like she was so mean to me about smoking and then partying with the queens she michelle just saw herself a lot in me and that and that was and now you know that's where it came from was just, like, she just didn't want me to like fuck up. And she would tell me all these like crazy stories. She's, she's like, i miss missed her like old school stories where she would tell us about like Millie Vanilli and just <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. And then I also, like I think you just also get to a stage in your life where you're like, you're, you're so convinced that like, cause you're early twenties. Like you think you need to drink to have a personality and you think sure. you need to do all these things to, like, have a personality. And then you get older and you realize, like, that's not my personality. Like, I'm getting fucked up and, like, people are seeing a different version of me or... Yeah. Or, you know... And I feel like me and you are also very emotional people. And I feel like partying just isn't good for, like, people like us. That we're, we're like, super emotional and stuff. Yeah. Because the downs are real.
1: Oh, totally. And, and it only... It gets worse as I get older.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. I have like four glasses of wine now and I'm like shaking the next day. Like,
1: Yeah, what is that? No one talks about that. Everyone's like, oh, getting older sucks. It's like, no, but like, I used to get hangovers. Hangovers. I used to get hungover, but it would be like, I would have a headache and I would kind of feel like I was going to throw up. But now I get full blown anxiety attacks. Like, I feel like I'm gonna die. And so then I'm like, not in my mind or my body. Like, so it's like Mm. a fucking mental thing. So yeah, like, girl,
0: (laughs) No one tells you about that. No one tells you like, like, cause back in the day it'd be like, you knew when you deserved a hangover. It'd be like, okay, I did a little too much last night. I was out till five in the morning. Like, Mm -hmm. I deserve this. I will sleep it off. And back in the day, you could like sleep it off. Now you can't even, like, you can't sleep.
1: (laughs) So I'm just up,
0: I'm up sweating and like shaking. And I really just drink like a full bottle of wine. Like.
1: (laughs) It ain't right. It ain't right.
0: (laughs) It ain't right. And I really think that like, I really am, like, grateful to you because I really, like, looking back now, like, I've really just followed you guys around. And I think it's, like, so sweet that you, like, brought me on the ride and let me be a part of it. <sighs> oh,
1: please, are you kidding? I mean, you were, like, we, like...
0: what. Is- Used to do for you guys, like for the listeners that are like, what was this girl fucking doing for them if she was hanging out with them all the time? Like, what did I used Nothing. to do? Nothing.
1: <laughs> You're just fun to be around. I don't. I don't remember you particularly doing things for us. I don't think. It, like, I. I just remember, like, especially when you visited Pittsburgh. Like, I. I don't know. It was. It was really exciting to hang around with you because, like, you were living that sort of Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, thing, mm-hmm. and you were like gorgeous and like. Fun and like we were just like very energized, just like having you around.
0: Oh my god, I love that. Yeah, I mean, I call my rock star years because it was pretty fucking rock star. But then, <laughs> when I got to do a Vita, that's another thing. Is like, so then I started party hosting. Um, I started oh. hosting gay parties, being the hostess. Why? And all, not? <laughs> all of you thought it was so funny in the beginning, but then you we were so <laughs> into it, and you were like, "Okay, little Suzanne Barch, like, we'll come to your parties." And so you. <laughs> You always would come to avida and like that's really like i mean that was the start of it because like Avita that wasn't even like conceptualized yet it was just like this really fun night but andre and i was so obsessed with like the New York city dolls and everything that they were doing there that I was like, this is like a chance for us to have like a New York city nightclub here where people like I was in totally. my like, party monster, like that fantasy. And I was like, let's fucking do this because there wasn't that like detox had just left, And so like all these like cool parties that were really cool, like weren't as cool anymore. And Avita started. And I remember like you were always there to support me. And isn't that where like a little bit of the motivation between sitting alone in the VIP came about?
1: I don't know. That's I feel, a, I feel that's a like candy muse line. That was that's a candy
0: a, muse
1: side? It's a candy muse tweet that went viral because she literally tweeted, "I'm sitting alone in the VIP and no one has asked me how my day was, and people just want to ask me if if I can if they can drink my bottle, and no one cares about me." And like she tweeted it sincerely, and so it it went viral. And so we did a song about.
0: Okay, wait, then I'm I'm missing it up. Okay, then it's the Mickey's song. There's some song that you said. Oh, getting kicked from... out
1: of Mickey's on a Monday night.
0: Yes. Okay. Getting yeah. kicked out of Mickey's on a Monday night. I remember there was this one song. That actually happened. That actually happened to you?
1: Yeah, it happened to me.
0: Tell me what happened.
1: I just I didn't we, we went to a restaurant before and saw a show like it was a dinner theater but like they didn't have any food that I like could eat. Like I'm a vegetarian, like I, I avoid gluten, so it was like I I barely ate anything and I just had a whole bunch of drinks. And then we went to Mickey's afterward on a Monday night and continued to drink and then people were like giving me drinks and it, it was it was bad. I I mean and I was sneaking into the dressing room and I was like kicking with all the girls and like zipping people into their costumes and kaka 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 And I don't remember what happened. I think I think I went back downstairs and I tried to go back up and then security was like, no, you can't go up That's, there.
0: that's where you get kicked.
1: <laughs> and I was like, yes, I fucking can. And then I ended up getting ejected from Mickey's on a Monday night. I woke up feeling horrible my boyfriend was so mad at me and so i just i was so i wrote a song about it
0: (laughs) oh my god i love that i love that so much i don't know why i just think i'm involved in all of your songwriting that's pretty funny Um,
1: i don't even know if you were there i don't even remember what i
0: wasn't there but i know that exact it's like where you so like Mickey's on a Monday night. I mean, that's the thing. I used to spend every Monday of my life for a good six years upstairs at Mickey's on a Monday night. And we say the upstairs because that's where the queens get ready at. And so that's where you want to be at a drag show is where the queens are getting ready. You don't want to be in the audience. That's the show. You don't want to be in the audience. Like I, (laughs) it was rare I sat for the drag show. (laughs) I was there to like smoke cigs upstairs and like Kiki with the Queens before they went on stage, you know? Yeah. But there was that, there's that staircase that brings you up to Mickey's and that's where security always tries to get people from going up. And I, there's many nights where I'd be like, bring me Adam. Adam was the manager at the time. And I'd be like, (laughs) bring "Bring me me to Adam. Adam lets me upstairs.
1: And that's the thing. The, like the security and the staff at Mickey's, do, they are not gay, and they don't give a fuck if you are RuPaul yourself. If you are, if they don't know where you're supposed to be at, they will. They are going to just not let you go there.
0: Oh no! And like, oh my god! One night they didn't let Raja in with her big bag, and I no. was I was terrified for the staff. <laughs> I got the longest text. No. In. Like these motherfuckers at Mickey's are telling me my bag's oversized. Like,
1: no. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's
0: my biggest fear is someone not just like opening the ropes and letting Raja write, write in. <laughs> like, the rope is It open should be too.
1: their biggest fear.
0: It should be their biggest fear. Oh my God. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill. I'm going to do previous guests. And then I have one last little section that's like, In the in like um, it's not fully conceptualized yet, so I'm hoping you'll help me.
1: How long is this podcast? How many more hours are we on this thing?
0: I'm wrapping it up. I'm wrapping it up. I'm wrapping it up. I really wanted us to be an hour. We'll we'll skip the 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 game at the end. That I would, but I'm going to tell you the name of it so that the next. I
1: would I would rather do the game than fuck Mary kill. I don't want to say who I'm going to kill. Oh, go around saying I'm going to murder someone.
0: Okay. 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 I love that. I love to be challenged. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I had this idea. Oh my God. What's that new song?
1: I uh, feel the rush.
0: the rush. Addicted to the rush. <laughs> I, that's on this list. Okay. So I want a section of the show now where I that's called nailed it. Okay. Um, And I thought it was perfect for you, because if you're not wearing nails, you're not doing drag, you know?
1: That's it. Do you still believe that? No, I've changed my stance. It's your body, your choice. And so it's your fingers, your choice. And I don't care if you wear fingernails or not.
0: (gasps) Oh my God. At the Marco Marco show, you weren't wearing nails and I asked you that and you told me that you had a different point of view on it now. So, you know, (laughs) it's all about evolving. But Uh,
1: roll back the pictures. I wore the nails for the show. Okay.
0: You wore the chanels. They yes. didn't
1: they didn't have me in drag until 30 seconds before I walked on the stage. So I waited to put my nails on.
0: Okay. Eight hours. You were you were so and you didn't have one fit. It was so great. You were I know. I was just
1: like, I'm not gonna get to be in this show. <laughs> I'm like this, they are softly telling me that I've been cut, but they're just, like, they don't have the heart to, like, just bring down the axe. And I've been here for eight hours already. They don't have the heart to tell me. But, no, I got to be at the show. It's great.
0: <laughs> and you killed it. You yeah, killed it, was
1: wonderful.
0: it It was such a great experience. And, like, honestly, like I talked about in the Marco Marco show episode, it's all about, like, honestly, the show is great, but it's, like, the before and after that is, like, makes it so, like, all worth it. Totally. So Chanel it. So how, how I've thought of it is that I'm going to like name you something, whether it's like drag, it's going to be like drag race or pop culture related. And you're going to tell me if they Chanel it or not. So like, if they did, if they Chanel it, or if they like Chanel Chanel, she better donate it. Okay. Okay. So like an example, this one's an easy one. Um, Like Roxy's wig reveal Chanel it, or, or, or Chanel
1: Chanel it.
0: Chanel did hard. I feel like Roxy was the first wig reveal that we've seen on Drag Race. Am I wrong?
1: She do- she opened many doors by doing that, and it you know, and and it's so funny watching it back because the wigs aren't even that different. It's like one is the straight version and one is the curly version, but it's kind of the same hair. But the one underneath is human, and she said, "Oh baby, I'm not doing the hair whipping song mm-hmm. unless it's humana." And so she really hair. did that she really did it
0: okay see so you were great at that one now I'm gonna do like a pop culture reference one what do you think okay Chanel of... did the Sex and the City remake and just like that what is what's your feelings
1: season two Chanel did season one Shinono. No.
0: I couldn't agree more the second season was so good and it felt like you're watching the old show again
1: they got their stride they had to do so much catching up in the first season that it felt very clumsy and very awkward and very like what the fuck am i even looking at here but now season two we care about all the new characters all all of the classic characters sort of have their vibe like it's it's good i really enjoyed season two
0: I love it. This one, I, this is a debatable and and people might not even like get why I'm asking this, but Chanel did, what is your feeling on gloves with nails on on the end of them?
1: Some girls hate this and some girls love it. I think it's one of those things that was a trend. And I think they are current, they're currently back. They went out for a while. So now it's Chanel did. They went out for a while, but Raja's wearing them again, so that means they're back in.
0: <laughs> you heard it here, people.
1: That's Chanel- how it is.
0: She nailed it, Willem throwing up on Dry Grace.
1: Honey, she she nailed it. She, really she did. did. She was like, "I'm gonna do it all. I'm gonna get disqualified. I'm gonna throw up. I'm gonna put my ass on the mirror. I'm gonna I'm gonna win the challenge, but still go home." She did it all, and she made an impression. <gasps>
0: I'm gonna bring up a, a Drag Race reference that I don't think like the kiddos might even remember, but okay. Chanel did or Chanel. Mimi, I'm first picking up a picking up a contestant.
1: I think Chanel did. I listen. I don't. I, I, the whole drag is in a contact sport thing is like totally not true. They did wrestling the next season. Then they did a cheerleading challenge where they're throwing themselves up in the sky. It's like. I I think that drag is a contact sport at times, but also, I mean, she probably... Probably consent is important. So that's an important ingredient. So she didn't really... I guess she didn't really get India's consent before picking her up. So India didn't know the stunt was... You know what? I'm changing my mind. It's a shit-no-no. You shut that.
0: And for the... Diehard fans listening, that is the reason why no one could leave the stage. (laughs) Ever since that episode, they were like, Queens, you cannot leave the stage. And it became like a rule since that fucking day.
1: They don't let anyone down those little stairs anymore. No, they didn't. No, no, no.
0: This one's funny, and I only bring it up because you sent me the music video a long time ago. Chanel's it or Chanote, Alexis Michelle's Sweet Dreams music video. What? Uh, what? Uh, I don't even remember that. You didn't?
1: Sweet I was... Dreams? Wh- which Sweet Dreams?
0: Sweet Dreams of Rhythm and Dancing. Who does it? Alexis Michelle.
1: I don't remember that at all.
0: Oh my God. You full on texted me the music video. That was one thing I do. I like me and you love a nineties. Was that nineties? Like a nineties pop banger. Me and you live for.
1: I'm going to say she Chanel it, even though I don't remember it. Cause she, I, you know, she's, she's, a, she's a professional. She's, she knows how to hit the notes.
0: Um, Last one. Chaneled it or Chanel out. Al necklaces. <laughs>
1: It's a shanono. I know that you invented these, but they are currently out, but they might come back in any day now. (laughs) Anna Wintour may do a whole spread of them. (laughs) And when they do come back in, which they will eventually, you are going to feel so vindicated, and you're going to send it to Raja and Delta, and you're going to be like, see?
0: Oh, my God. Delta was on last week, and I sent her an owl necklace in the mail and had her open it on the episode. Oh, my God. (laughs) And she <laughs> loved it. Oh, one more, one more. Chanel oh. did her Chanel and the NSYNC reunion that we've all been waiting for.
1: Uh, it's a Chanel. Cause Justin Timberlake.
0: I They really got, okay. I wanted to show you one.
1: Can't minute. they do it without him? Like they sort should. of like sex in the city without one of the characters. Oh. He's just such a drag.
0: He is such a drag. Well, look what I found underneath my bed my
1: sync forever what is this some sort it of is stalker f- bible
0: it's my full scrapbook it's my full scrapbook from when I was little like my concert ticket that is ticket.
1: so funny
0: I know oh I've been God. looking for an excuse to bring it on the pod and so you're my excuse and I knew you would really like appreciate my my um my like super fan of it well,
1: now people do this just digitally. They do the same thing, but this took actual scissors and dedication and- It was know. my
0: whole, my whole me and my best friend Mallory did it all throughout. Oh, shout out Mallory. That was like middle school. And my mom, because yeah. we become, became obsessed with NSYNC and my mom was like the Beatles generation. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, why don't you girls? And we were so obsessed. She was like, why don't you like put that obsession into making a scrapbook? Like it'll help. And yeah. Sort of scrapbooks. Oh well. Honestly, this was long, but like well needed. I'm so glad we got Worth to like it. catch up. Did you have a good time on your first Shut up Chanel?
1: I did. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh my god. I
1: appreciate. I,
0: I can't wait to be back um, on one of the Mom Network shows. Whenever you're ready for me again, I'm. You're
1: always welcome. <sighs>
0: I love you so much. Is there anything you want to plug or tell me or say? Anything we didn't cover? Anything you oh. want to say to the fans?
1: I want to say buy my fragrance. It's uh, Red for Filth and it's available on alaskathunderfuck.com. Have I sent have I sent it to you?
0: No, I am that would have been great for today's episode.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's Oopsies. your favorite? I think I've never asked you this. Like, who's your favorite drag queen of all time? Let's end on that now.
1: Oh. either who
0: inspired you or who do you think is like queen of queens who's winning alaska's drag race
1: i mean divine is really important Mm -hmm. i i think that she opened a lot of doors for for a lot of people Uh, so i definitely i definitely love her she's definitely she would she would win all winners for me (laughs) in my in my that. metaverse. And yeah. it
0: totally goes with the John Waters theme of today's episode, everyone.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: <laughs> Alright, I want to finish by you telling me to shut up because we've gone over an hour and you're probably ready uh, to start your day.
1: Alright. You you know what you know what it is. Shut up, Chanel.
0: <laughs> Alright, I love you so much.
1: I love you too. Thank you. Oh
0: yeah, thank you.